Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Lunch with Marcianne and my very special guest today, my friend Sally. And I'm going to tell you we're on our way to get there. And so uh, Sally knows the way to get there a little better than I do. We've made this trip what? Say hello, Sally. Hi. Good good afternoon. but anyway, so there will be some, uh, she'll be saying, watch, that's a red light, uh, we're going to turn left up here. <laughs> and I think she was kind of concerned that if I'm paying too much attention to the recording, I won't be putting my attention on the, uh, the sh- you know, to my driving. But I'll have to tell you, Sally, I've done lots of shows yeah, okay. driving in my car. Okay. okay. To the beach and back home and in the rain. <laughs> I did one one time where I was stuck out on the freeway and we're going like five miles an hour oh, that would be in the rain and I'm back behind a great huge truck and so, yeah, so I've done this a lot, okay? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> okay. I understand. Yeah. Well, Sally and I met uh, about, I think it's been like th- uh, four, three or four, four years ago. So, yeah. At, um, we both, I went to a meeting of the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary, and I met Sally, who has been, tell me all all of the positions you've held in the Coast Guard Auxiliary, Sally. Well, when you get into the Coast Guard Auxiliary, uh, you come in as a novice, um, and you are a volunteer, of course, uh, to help the actually the active Coast Guard, uh, uh, oh Coast Guard itself. Yeah, tell um, how. Tell you how we help the Coast Guard. Well, uh, we have classes. The main thing we a lot of things we do for the community. We have uh, Coast Guard classes that teach you in eight hours, uh, pretty much the control of the boating world. Uh, which I had, excuse me, which I knew nothing about before. Um, and anyway, uh, when you get into that, you do a, about a one-year training on the water and uh, studying and passing. Become, and you became boat crew. And Well, you become certified, and at that point you can become, well, you would become boat crew, and then you're out on eight-hour patrols as often as you want to join the um, 
the boat going out. See, I don't think people have any idea about that, Sally, that there are private citizens right. out there in their private boats who have been trained by the Coast Guard, and they're actually doing patrols. That's true. And, I, and we're on active duty. And we uh, are active duty. We're considered duty. active duty Coast Guard when and you're out on a patrol, right? Exactly. And yeah. one year I accomplished about 450 patrols. Wow, in one year? In one year. And I got a four-star award, which Ooh. was almost the size you can get. That's a lot of patrols because they are. Oh, wow. You know, I've seen all those awards that you have hanging there on your yeah. wall in your uh, manor. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's the background of how we met. And you yeah, but you were, go ahead, you were then you I, were a, a vice the, commander. Yes, over the. You were commander. Yeah, over twice. the time period. Uh, I did take on vice commander and had two, was then two years as commander. Um, it was an incentive I didn't think I could handle or do, but there you go. Once you get into it, it becomes a wonderful challenge. Well, what I think is interesting about that is this is back before there was so much emphasis on uh, women's rights and you know women in women in in positions of authority and this and that. That just was a natural for you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> well. Uh, frankly, I just retired after 17 years, so that's that's where I developed my own character and perseverance, and also uh, could volunteer for my country. So, other than the boating, there are other classes. Um, uh, we, we do, do boating safety checks. Yeah, we, we can do. Get the certification for the Coast Guard for a yeah, on their boat. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there's just so much to do in that world. So um, I finally got to the age where I realized I couldn't hop on the boat and um, <laughs> persevere as much as I could do earlier. So I just last year retired, and I'm just giving the reins to Marcy Ann. <laughs> uh, well, I have to say that... Uh, she decided that she was going to retire because <laughs> I'm not this gonna... year you are looking at being 90. <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> but what is so neat about that is that from, from um, 35 or whenever it was you started until 89, yeah. you felt fully capable and fully energized to uh, continue with your uh, activity. activities. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what's it like to look at turning 90, Sally? Okay, that's a good question. There's no pat answer to that. <laughs> just your own personal I experience. Just, that's what you I'm, can only speak for yourself anyway. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> I've been a person that has been what's the word, um, always young in my mind. I've never bothered with age. So when 70, 75, and then jumping up to 85, uh, it's just been, well, that's it's what it is. Nothing any different. No, and I've, I've never felt any different from one decade or time period to another. However, I am, let's see, it's February, I'm two months away from turning 90, 
and it is a different, completely. Well, you you know you're you're in that younger bracket too. Yeah, I get to be the baby when I go out to lunch <laughs> with Sally. <laughs> yeah, I but love see, it. I, the way you're talking about turning 90 is the way I have felt turning 80. I went full tilt oh, did through my entire life, yeah. all through my 50s, 60s, and 70s. Never thought a thing about anything, just like what you just said. Yes. About yes. Uh, uh, not even age, not even being a factor. But you felt but that at I 80. When I felt 80, 80 it's, at 80, I felt this, oh my God, <laughs> I'm going to be 80. <laughs> so is that kind of like what you're feeling now? Yeah, oh, oh my absolutely. God, I'm going to be 90. Absolutely. I really am not looking forward to it. <laughs> Do you have any expectations at all? No, I just, and let's put it honestly, um, you reach 90, and you have to look at the, <laughs> the clock on the wall, or the calendar on the wall, whatever it be. Um, I, uh, so now, do you think that's a, uh, a thought system that exists here on Earth that maybe it's, that's what I felt at 80 was, uh, oh gosh, now I guess I'm quote unquote old. Yeah, that word comes into there. I've never and used I the word old before. And I think it's a societal kind of like idea. I mean, why did we not think about it in our 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s? Uh, and for you, your 80s. Well, I think it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's the mental attitude you take as you go through the life. And so, to me, I've never used the word old before. I've always said older. Oh. And there's a big breakdown big in those difference. two words. Yes. Um, no, I don't feel old. I just don't like the fact that at nearing 90, I am not capable to do the things I've always done. And, um, so you're slowing down a little bit. I'm slowing down. I, I notice you walk a little slower. Oh, I definitely walk a little slower. Now you're using a cane I'm now. Used, yep, I'm using And actually, that part of the cane, um, <coughs> so many things that happen to older people is they fall. Well, see, that's why I'm using it. Yes. For and, balance. Uh, and, I, and I noticed the balance issue already. Uh-huh. Because I think there's something in the inner oh, ears that oh. happens. There's like a crystallization Oh, or see, I've taken balance exercise, and he, they work a lot on the, the inner ear. Yes. Uh, aside yeah. from doing some basic leg exercises, yeah. uh, they uh, they work pretty much on a lot, well, I'll say half the time schedule. I, excuse me, I'm going to take the 55 yep. south, right? Yep. Exactly. Okay, yeah. let's go ahead. <laughs> This is a route I know well. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, when you say the word 90, there is a realization <laughs> that there's so many decades ahead of you. Let's put it this way. I, al <laughs> I always lived with planning ahead 10 years. That's oh. always been a 10-year plan. Okay. Of anything I saw in the future. I, I didn't, that was my period of time I looked ahead. And now, all of a sudden, it's hard to even use five years. <laughs> so you can't look, so now you're feeling uh, 
I'm I'd like to think in terms of being a hundred, that doesn't compute. That doesn't compute. I'm uh -huh. facing reality, and, and we don't like to face reality. But I'm not fighting it. I'm just saying I can't plan beyond a five-year period. And I don't well, have... Well, I think it's very ambitious to think in terms of five years. <laughs> well, you want to know my secret all these years? Okay, tell me. I have... I have only two grandsons, and both of them are, well, at this point, my older grandson turned 30, he's single, and my younger grandson just turned 20. And I've always said, I don't want to, I don't want to leave, because I want to look around the corner and see how their life's going to turn out. Okay. So I don't know, that's kind of a good reason. Yes. I, my my children are established and have their careers, uh -huh. and I only have the two grandsons. So I've kind of used that. I, I want to turn around the I want to get to the corner and turn it and see what they're doing. <laughs> well, you know what? I believe there's a great truth there, Sally, because, uh, I mean, I've said this before, <clears throat> and it's not a, a, a very popular thought yet. No. I think we have more to say about our staying or going oh. than, than we've known in the past. Yeah. And the fact that you would set that intention uh -huh. that, you know, I'll, I'm going to plan for at least five years so that I can see Where my what uh, these two boys, yep. uh, what they're going to do. Yeah, it would be sad to leave right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that will, I believe that that intention, you have set that intention. Yep. And I believe the universe stands together with you on that. Uh -huh. I, I, would, I would think that, that's pretty basic. Well, that's a, that, that has no evil in it. Yeah. It's only based in love. Love, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a pure intention. Yeah. And I and, think it's uh, a very... It won't bring harm to anyone. Yeah. So uh, I why not? I think it's very subtle. You go, you have that thought and wish but I think it's very deep-seated. Yes. And unconsciously, I don't consider it that deep-seated, but it is. Well, the more that you consciously consider it, the more true it will be. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The more true it will be. And, you know, I, I told you that last year I had that class at my house. Yes. For a year. And the lady that taught that class was 87. Wow. And we went out for lunch one day, and, she, and so she kind of privately confessed, not in the in the classroom because I mean she's the professor in the classroom, right? Yeah. But privately she confessed to me. You know, she says, you know, Marcy, I keep thinking I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting, but what am I waiting for? <laughs> so she said, I asked, you know, I asked God. Yeah, of course. What am I waiting for? And she said the next morning she woke up and she realized she was waiting to die. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She thought, well, that's a waste of time. <laughs> Sit around waiting to die. Well, I kind of would agree. So she said, I don't want to I don't want to wait for that. I want to wait for something else. Okay. <laughs> so the next morning when she woke up. She had an idea for a book. There you go. And she started the book. Yep. And you know what she said? 
and I can't leave until I finish the book. <laughs> Boy, is that a perfect scenario. She just can never finish the book and she'll stay alive. She'll stay alive. Well, that's got a lot of purpose there. <laughs> okay, well, you know, a lot of these, you can look at an idea. Is that a... Oh, what's the word I want? Just a, a period of time, I guess. But um, a lot of people give up. You know? I think they do. Uh, or they, they don't have it. Yes, they give up. Uh, they uh, let circumstances dictate to them. Yeah. You know, they're more of a passive, yeah. uh, they're not actively engaged in life to the point where yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, things have changed. And that has never been true of you. Yeah. And yeah. then you have a, 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 a gentleman friend who also just continues to defy <laughs> all logic, all science. <laughs> right? Yes. How is he? His name is Jess. Uh, I can't even use words to <laughs> describe Jim and I have been a couple for 17 or 18 years, never married. It wasn't necessary. Right. Not uh, at our age. Not at our We're age. We're not having kids. And, you know, so be it. And uh, we've never lived together. That's, but we've always spent a lot of our time together. And Kurt, he was in the Coast Guard and, and had a boat. I was just going to say. Yeah, I, you did all your patrols and yeah, everything. on his boat. Absolutely. On his what a wonderful time you had together. But this man was the most strong person. I mean, He's a teddy bear inside, I have to know that. <laughs> but a lot of people don't know who he is. <laughs> he really is. And uh, first of all, he uh, had a stroke about six, seven years ago. And in the course of time, has lost all communication. And uh, um, at this point, is bed fast with 24-hour care. He's not in pain. But, um, and you told me last week he's better. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Which is hysterical. He's had, he's had, uh, he's had, uh, yeah, what's the care? Hospice. Hospice. And then, On and off. Well, he had hospice. And then he gets better. When he came, well, when he came out of the hospital on a pneumonia trip, he had hospice. And then they fired, I call it, they fired him. Or he fired them. And then he had the palliative care, and they, they were, they ended, and now he has this nursing care. <laughs> so, Amazing. So, I don't want him to be in the shape he is, but I don't have any control. But you know what, he, there has to be some measure I, of quality of life that is still important to him. must be. Or a, he wouldn't still be here. Well, I surely can't figure that one out. Well, he, he looks forward to seeing you, I'm sure, well, when you come. And I, you hold his hand and yes. kiss him on the cheek. I mean, <laughs> sometimes that you could live just for that. That's, that. I hope that does it because, uh -huh. yeah. Well, he's 90, and uh, so he's gone over that road. He made that... I Transition. Did, yeah. So he's he's uh, in his own world. I'll just put it that way. But he's not. He hasn't has does not have dementia. And um, he watches the news. He knows yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So it's just interesting. 
Well, how do you feel that you might in 10 years be looking at 90? Well, I feel like, I feel just like you, only I've, you're 10, you have that 10 years that I don't know whether I have genetically or not. Yeah, well. I think a lot of it is genetic. A lot of us don't know. Some of it is um, a pre-programmed belief system because my mother passed at 86 and my father's sister passed at 86. So I don't know whether I've kind of got that idea in my mind that, you know, that's my time. Well, you probably have, but that also is a different era medicine has changed yes and so i kind of feel that's kind of a buffer zone well uh we're getting close to where we're going just keep uh, going straight um and before we uh sign off here um uh, i want you to tell your story about um <laughs> uh, you want to know how this lady gets to live to be 90, and she's been the commander twice of the flotilla and everything else? Well, when she was a younger woman, they tried to put a freeway through her backyard. <laughs> Tell me about that, Sally. You remember the that. The power huh? of one woman. Well, actually, yes. <laughs> the power of one woman. <laughs> This little mighty warrior sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually, um, the freeway was to go through our backyard as, as it was to be developed. And um, actually, two or three of us formed a women's organization called the Marburton Women's Marvin oh, Women's Action Group. Action Group. And we literally spent about 10 years. We got things into the... Um, First of all, you stopped the process, right? Well, actually, it was in the planning. It, it had oh, been, it was had, being planned? It was being planned to go through there. So we had to... And it, well, here, it was going to go normally to a vacant cemetery land. And instead of that, they uh, they claimed uh, eminent domain, but there was no... no uh, they were going to take your land? No, no, the cemetery had, oh. had, had vacant land with nothing in it, and that's where the freeway normally should have gone, and then they decided to send it through our backyard mm. um, because, well, just because. So ten years later, and I can't tell you the hours. I mean, that story could be another another program, two days of the story. Um, but anyway, over the period of time, uh, things went to the state house, and we all, of course, had a rally around that and got people to go there. And uh, eventually. Um, so you went through the city council and city then you council, went through the state? State, yes. Yes. Uh -huh. And eventually it was sent to the vacant cemetery land. But didn't you go and do a lot of investigation about that to well, show we, them that it was possible? Oh, well, we we worked with the um, Ohio Engineers uh, Association. We just worked with a lot, and even the city, we just delved into the whole thing. We, we, we were the buffer of the whole thing being developed in a neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And uh, eventually, X amount of time, actually about 10 years later, 
Um, so you never gave up. No, that's so yeah. That that's the other thing. You know, you can start an activist. Yeah. But actually, you can't give up until you actually achieve your Actually, goal. we had people drop out. Or you would understand why. That's a long period of time. And it ended up that two of us, Charlotte Rhodes and I, uh, ended up. Carried it all the way to yeah, the end. Yeah, good old yeah. Charlotte. Now we're going to turn, you know. We go up and turn at this uh, at line the here? Hospital Road. Okay. So anyway, yeah, we, we persevered, and it was built through that vacant cemetery land. So. Yay. So that was quite a... I sometimes think that we forget that as one person, we have that kind of... Well, it's amazing. If you told me ahead of time, I'd say, oh, no, I'm not qualified. What was what motivated you? Is this where I turned? No, the right, the light. Uh, what motivated you, Sally, to hang in there for the entire time? Well, it was in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty personal. Boy, that that just says it all. <laughs> it was my backyard, <laughs> and I no one else it. would do it. <laughs> So that's the story of, of, of a crusade. This is where I turn it. Yeah, right? I turn okay. here, and we're about there. Yeah. Well, I just want to tell you what uh, you and I both have birthdays in May. Yeah. So we're kind of both Tauruses, and while I know you don't get into much of that kind of thing, uh, we're just these down-to-earth kind of uh, uh, true blue, forever and ever yeah, kind of people. That's it. And and we think so much alike yep. uh, that it's been. Uh, what do I do? Uh, now? Pull out the, pull it out and just take Please it. Make sure you bring your parking ticket with you. Yeah. Punch the button. What do I do? Punch, Punch the button and get the ticket. And now you can go, and we'll okay. just go out with the ticket. Okay. And. Oh, I meant, you know, I meant, okay, we're okay. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, um, I just am thrilled to, to introduce uh, my listening audience to Sally. I hope all of you at some point in your life have an opportunity to meet somebody like Sally. Oh, <laughs> They're just such a blessing and... Um, so uh, we've uh, finished our little trip here, and we have arrived where we're supposed to be, and I'm looking for a parking place, and I'm going to say goodbye to everyone now, and thank you so much, Sally, for uh, agreeing to um, have, my, uh, have lunch with me today. Say goodbye to everybody. Goodbye, all good friends. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. I just wanted to put a P.S. on this show today. Um, after we got through, um, uh, Sally and I uh, were leaving the place where we were, and she took a fall. And uh, this is the, the thing that happens with older people. Uh, even though she had her cane and she fell and bumped her head, 
and um, fortunately, uh, there was a nurse standing right there. I sometimes think those people are angels, uh, but anyway, she came over and uh, told her not to move, you know, and, and she said, I'm a nurse, and um, she said, we're going to get you some help, and uh, we were in Newport Beach, California, so they called the paramedics, and uh, <clears throat> let me tell you, <laughs> Those five guys that got out of that big fire truck were so welcomed. Um, I I told the one guy who was the one recording all the information. I said, you know, uh, uh, I said Sally's 90 years old. I said she uh, she hasn't had this much male attention in a long, long time. <laughs> but anyway, they took her to the hospital and they did a CAT scan and an MRI and. Everything uh, was okay. She didn't have any, you know, interior bleeding or anything. She didn't break anything. And then when she got home, there was a message on her machine that her her friend, her longtime significant other, was also taken to the hospital, and um, he's going to pass. So anyway, you just, you know what? You never know what's going to happen in the next moment. You just have to live every moment in the fullness of that time. And we had this wonderful recording of the radio show. And now she is going to, you know, enter into uh, not only um, facing (laughs) turning 90, but also facing it without her long-term partner. So I would just ask for all of you to pray for Sally and uh, hold her up in your uh, love and your concern and as she uh, makes this tremendous transition in her life. She's had a marvelous, wonderful warrior woman lifetime. She's a great uh, source of uh, energy for all of us. And um, so thank you so much for listening today and what a joy it was for me to uh, share her with you.